Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
uh, via 605-562-0444, access code 114379, or by computer at talkshoe.com slash TC slash 145391. For those of you who have not met me or come on my blogs or teleconferences or podcasts, I'm your facilitator for this hour, Apostle Ramona Haswell from our Oceanside chapter. Here to facilitate this International Fellowship of Prophetic Watchmen, Shamar Warriors, and intercessors of the House of Yehudas, talk you teleconference call 145391. Remember to press that follow button if you're on the, if you're on Line uh, and to email me, uh, Apostle Ramona at yahoo.com. Uh, nope, Apostle Ramona at gmail.com so that you can receive future notifications about fellowship chapters, prayer, and studies that are coming up. Today is Saturday. It's Shabbat Shabbat. Hallelujah. April 9th, 2022. Oh, glory to Yah. And the music that you were listening to was first you heard the sound of the shofar, the powerful sound or shofar blowing spiritual warfare instrumental of Kyle Lovett shared by The Life. And then our fellowship's theme song, If My People by Deborah Barnes and the Barnes family. Love that song. And every time I play it, it does something else to me. Hallelujah. Uh, and during the prayer, you will also hear Do It Again by Elevation Worship. And as we close, you're going to hear Lorvin's featuring Malachi Yahuwah Teshebar. Oh, we have no rights to any of this music. We just love it. Hallelujah. Our word from our Hamashiach is entitled uh, completely, because uh, I gave you only a part of the words when I, when I sent out the uh, notices, the era in the spring feast, the counting of days. We've a, we've a lot to discuss today, so let's get started. If you have your apocryphal books, Torah, Sefa, tablets, or scrolls with you, please turn them to the Old Testament book of Genesis chapter 1. And if you have your apocryphal or your uh, Sefa, uh, like I have, please turn to Jubilees chapter 6. And while you're holding both of those in place, you know, I've been trying to help my followers get comfortable with these books by giving you precepts line upon line for balance so that pretty soon you'll be able to reach for the right book at the right time with no fret or hesitation. I'll be reading from uh, both books uh, uh Genesis and Jubilees out of my Sefer, because my Sefer also carries the apocryphal books. So today I'm going to start with Genesis chapter one, and I'm going to read from 14 to 18. And I'm going to read straight from the book, although I have it on my um, uh, syllabus up here uh, as we roll along here. 14 through 18. And Elohim said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for appointed feasts and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And Elohim made great lights 
two great lights. Uh, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And Elohim set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And Elohim saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Oh, I went into the 19. Oh, uh, so let's turn now to Jubilees. And we're going to look at verses... 30 through 32. And it says, And all the days of the commandment will be two and fifty weeks of days, and there will, and these will make the entire year complete. Thus it is engraven and ordained on the heavenly tablets, and there is no neglecting this commandment for a single year or from year to year. And command you, the children of Israel, that they observe the years according to this reckoning 364 days. And these will constitute a complete year. And they will not disturb its time from its days and from its feasts. For everything will fall out in them according to their testimony. And they will not leave out any day nor disturb any feast. Hallelujah. We thank the word of Yah. Uh, let the word of Yah, Elohim, the most high, be the final word today. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Father Yah. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Father, for your presence in this place today. We thank you for waking us up this morning, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, and starting us on the way. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you for this day of rest, this day of peace, Lord God, that has given us opportunity, Lord God, all oh, to revive and to restore and rejuvenate. Hallelujah. That we might be able to come together this evening, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord God, rest in you. Hallelujah today, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your word, Lord God, that is, oh, Lord God, even in my mouth right now. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, for blessing the word today, Lord God. Oh, let it magnify you and glorify you. Hallelujah. May it give, Lord God, the people, your people, Lord God, the incentive, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, to do your work, to do your will. Oh, Lord God, to investigate you further. Hallelujah. To seek and pant after you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Oh, Lord God, we thank you. Oh, Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place today, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you today, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, most high God. Hallelujah. Oh, you are above and not beneath, Lord God. You are El Royal. Hallelujah. You're the ancient of days. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Oh, Lord God, for the instance of your presence right now in this place. We thank you for your holy angels. Hallelujah. That, that stand around us right now, Lord God, waiting, Lord God, to be activated on, our, on your behalf, Lord God. Oh, at the sound of our words, Lord God, that speak forth, oh, Lord God, truth and, pro and prophecy today, Lord God. 
we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That we have ears to hear today, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, eyes to see, Lord God, that we may be able, as a watchman gives the word today, Lord God, that your people, Lord God, hear the sound of the shofar today, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, oh, in the wind. Hallelujah. Same. Prepare you the way for the Lord. Hallelujah. Boy, he cometh. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. He's coming back. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Although we do the work. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, though we are the ones that are doing the fighting and the battling. Hallelujah. On the battlefield. Oh, Lord God, he's returning for his bride. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for Yahushua. We thank you for our Messiah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord God, that died. Hallelujah. On our behalf, Lord God. Making a way for us, dear Heavenly Father, for your, your people in Israel, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, to walk in your ways and your will. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord God, that we began to perform the, dear Heavenly Father, those things that you prophesied, Lord God, at the beginning of time. Oh, we thank you, Father. Oh, we glorify your name today, Lord God. Oh, let us be able to hear, Lord God, the seed of the word penetrate into our ruach today, Lord God. Oh, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to your name. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, let the seed of the word today to be implanted today, Lord God. And deeply, Lord God, and root and be grounded and rooted, Lord God. Hallelujah. And good ground. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you for hearing our prayers, and we thank you for the word that is going forth out of your watchmen today. Hallelujah. Glory to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord God, and if you say so, it is so. Hallelujah. And Yahushua, I'm a six. Holy now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, the word is anointed for this day. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord God. Hallelujah. Well, Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Oh, the word for the day is a mighty and powerful word today. Hallelujah. As I address this word today to the IFPW Fellowship, I am led by Ruach Hakadosh. Hallelujah. To first address the duty of the watchman. Hallelujah. Before we can go any further, you have to understand the duty of the watchman. Hallelujah. The definition of watchman is shamar, to keep, watch, preserve. Oh, Lord. Uh, the short definition, uh, the word of Yaseth, is to keep, beware, be circumspect, take, take heed to self, your keeper, self. A mark, hallelujah. I've been called a mark. I've been called a sign, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, look narrowly, observe, hallelujah. Always watching, oh, Lord God. The duty of a watchman, according to Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 33, verses 1 through 7, and I take it from the Hebrew names version, is the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, speak to the children of your people and tell them when I bring Bring the sword on the land, and the people of the land take a man from among them and set him for their watchman. 
if when he sees the sword come on the land, he blow the shofar and warn the people, then whoever hears the sound of the shofar and doesn't take warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be on his own head. He heard uh, the sound of the shofar and didn't take warning. His blood shall be on him. Whereas if he had taken warning, he would have delivered his own soul. But if the watchman sees the sword come and doesn't blow the shofar, see, the watchman has a responsibility and the people aren't warned and the sword comes and take any person from among them, he's taken away in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So you, son of man, I've set you a watchman to the house of Israel. Hallelujah. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. Hallelujah. That's the duty of a watchman today. This is a fellowship of leaders in which many of us call ourselves watchmen. The watchman comes from or is birthed out of the mantle of the prophet. Those of us in some respect who are called uh, seers. My grandmother was called a seer. She was a prophet. She saw things before they happened and she spoke them out of her mouth. She said, the Lord told me, hallelujah. But though it is called watchman, it's not subject to gender. So a watchman as a prophet can, can be male or female. Uh, the prophet Deborah is an example of that in the book of Judges 4 and 5. She was referred to as a prophet and a judge. And we'll discuss that term judge on another day. But she had sight that she had she had so much sight that the that Balak refused to go into battle without her. And so she had to go with them into battle. And they were victorious against Jabin, I think was his name, king of Canaan. All prophets are not seers. There are some who the Most High gives a word and they deliver it. Some call it the gift of prophecy, but I see it as much deeper, especially like John the Baptist, who, whose creative purpose was designated for such a time as this. So he had a timing on what he was prophesying. He, he, he wasn't prophesying out of a gift. He was prophesying out of a mantle. Hallelujah. But, but all seers are prophets and watchmen. Now, all prophets are not seers, but all seers are prophets and watchmen. So if you have the gift of sight and discernment, because it's not just enough that you can see, but also that you can discern what you are looking at. Because uh, uh, I believe it was Jeremiah that Yah had him uh, say what he saw in Jeremiah chapter one, verses nine through 13. And at that time, I believe he saw an almond tree and a boiling pot. So if you have that gift of sight and discernment, then you are a prophet and a watchman. Watchmen have the ability to see from a distance, giving you time to prepare. If there is, uh, if, if time is of essence, if there's not much time, the watchman may sound a trumpet or a shofar to alert the others behind or beyond the wall. Because, you know, he stands on the wall and he's looking out. He's looking out uh, over the horizon. And when he sees something coming, he lets you know. He prepares for what is coming 
on the horizon. Hallelujah. So he yells it out. He blows at your far and he yells what he sees. Hallelujah. So the book of Habakkuk in uh, chapter two, verses one and three shows us also that a watchman can be like a scribe writing things down. It says uh, in Habakkuk 1 through 3, it says, uh, chapter 2, I will stand at my watch and set myself on the ramparts and will look out to see what he will say to me. Hallelujah. And what I will what I will answer concerning my complaint. The Lord answered me. Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time and it hurries toward the end and won't prove false. His word does not fall nor fail. Though it takes time, wait for it because it will surely come. It won't delay. It's going to be right on time. Now, I had no time to ponder this thought because it was dropped into my ruach as I was resting before this call. So I'm giving you this preliminary on the watchman as it was given to me in a moment when my ruach was in the receiving mode. Hallelujah. I was in a down and I was just resting, preparing for this call. So today I come to you in the capacity of watchman and the mantle of the apostolic prophet to sound an alarm to wake you up in this end time hour, to alert you that we're in the midst of fulfillment of prophecy during this new year, 5782, as the advent of spring is upon us. Hallelujah. So uh, we, we, that is what he gave me when I was laying down. He said, this is your preliminary. This is how you're coming in tonight. You're going to talk about that watchman so people understand who they are. Because it's time to, for people to raise up and get into their positions. Uh, uh, the most high is uh, 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 dipping out orders here. He's putting people on the battlefield. He's telling you who you are. He's talking to you about your creative purpose. Hallelujah. In this end time hour. So we'll go on with the word tonight. It says, with so many versions of the Jewish, the Gregorian, the Torah, uh, I even had, what, what is that? Enochian or something like that calendar out there with all these different dates using the scriptures as their reference. I was kind of confused as to exactly when the Feast of Unleavened Bread truly is this year because I was seeing it, you know, in a couple of different places and, I, and, and by some people that I knew and I'm wondering, well, which one of these is right? So, um, so, so I I text, emailed some different people just to see what they were saying. Where did they get their information? But they all referred me to the same place I already was in the scriptures that I was already looking at. So uh, some had it down as the 7th of April, the Feast of Passover. I had it down as the, 7th, the uh, 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 7th of April, which would have caused it to fall before the actual the actual, actual Passover. Hmm. And others had it for the 17th, uh, the, well, the 16th, which placed it squarely where it should be in line with the Passover. 
according to Exodus chapter 12, 15 through 20. And I'm going to read that for you. It says, uh, verse 15, seven days shall you eat matzah, that's unleavened bread. Even the first day you shall put away yeast out of your houses. For whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. So you shall eat nothing, and this is verse 20, you shall eat nothing leavened in all your habitation, you shall, shall eat matzah. On those seven days, he's telling you what you should eat. Okay. All I know is that I had to find out the right day because according to this, it's a difference between life and death. Being cut off from Israel? Oh, no. According to the map left us in the Holy Scriptures, including the apocryphal book of Jubilees. So what kept me on the right path as I was searching was a couple of things. One in which we know that the Passover came before the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. Because we know that the Feast of Unleavened Bread is about what the Hebrews carried out with them in that exodus from Egypt. And the scriptures tell us they didn't have time to pack a lunch, let alone bake bread with yeast in it and wait for it to rise before their travels. So it was it was a, a, a rush on this move. It was unexpected. It was a suddenly. So bread wasn't ready. And he said, on that first day of the seven days of a uh, feast of unleavened bread, you're not supposed to have any leaven in your house, not even on your premises. So we all understand and know that right after Peshach, Passover, the very next day is the feast of the unleavened bread. That's where we have to make sure and remove all products containing yeast prior to unleavened bread observance. So it's good to get it out of your house a couple of days before so you don't forget. And the feast of Passover is what I spoke on last year. I speak on it every year. But last year I spoke on it because you can speak on Passover from so many different directions. And last year uh, at this time in our holy assembly, as I compared the preparation of the lamb and the Passover prior to the exodus in the Old Testament, and I compared it to with the preparation and the crucifixion and resurrection of the lamb that was slain for us in the New Testament. So I made the comparison with the lamb of the Old Testament with the lamb in the New Testament. If you have time this weekend, you should go back and listen to those 2021 Spring Feast podcasts on our 145391 site. There's some Ramer Revelation hidden in those sermons. Hallelujah. Yah's 364-day calendar is left with us in the Apocryphal book. See, you, you heard me say something about 364 days before. I kind of emphasize this so you would take a note in your in your mind that the, uh, he was talking about 364, not 365-day calendar. So you can find it in the Apocryphal book uh, of the Book of Remembrance of Melchizedek. I'm going to pull that book out for you. I'm missing a couple of the books back there. And verse 78. Uh, chapter 6, verse 78. And it says, 
I'm going to go here first, just to tell you how Enoch got started. And it says, and after this, it came to pass that Enoch received instruction. Now, you know who Enoch is. He's uh, the, the, the word of Yah said he walked with God and he was no more. Hallelujah. But these books say he was around. Yeah, he went with the father. He went with the most high. But he every once in a while, he appeared and he became a teacher. He taught the people before uh, the flood. So there's a lot about him in the book of Enoch and the Sefer. So I advise you to go back and uh, pick up the Sefer or an apocryphal book. And it relates to um, um, the prophet, the book of the prophet. I think that's the one it's called. Let me see. Because there, there are so many books of Enoch. Um, the Sefer of the Prophet Enoch. And so that is the one that uh, gives you all the detail on what he taught, how often he came down. He secluded himself from the people for a while, and then he would come back and he would teach some more. And they highly regarded him and respected him, and they put him on a high plane. They 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 almost worshipped him, if if you want to say, because he they knew he was always in the presence of the Father. So, so now we're in Melchizedek chapter six, verse 78. And it reads, and after that, this, it came to pass that Enoch received instruction in how to divide the days of men. And he set in place the calendar. And the purpose of it was to comfort uh, Adam on a regular basis all through the years during the course of the earth concerning his purpose for creation, that they would not be overrun by the wicked and the lost. And Adam was comforted and he walked in peace with his children. So here we are. And as I tell you, these books are linked together and they complement one another and they say basically the same thing, but from a different perspective. Jubilees chapter uh, 6, verse 30. Uh, we read it earlier, but I'm going to read it to you again uh, because I want you to listen to it this time. Chapter 7, the book of Jubilees. I'm sorry. That's in the Sefer. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Let me get that for you. Chapter 6, verse 30, and I'm reading it to you again. And all the days of the commandment will be two and 50 weeks of days. So that's 52 weeks. <sighs> and these will make the entire year complete, 52 weeks in a year. Thus is it is engraven and ordained on the heavenly tablets. See, now you're listening closely. Verse 31 says, and there is no neglecting this commandment for a single year or from year to year. 32, and command you, the children of Israel, that they observe the years according to this reckoning, 364 days, and these will constitute a complete year. And they will not disturb its time from its days and from its feasts, for everything will fall out in them according to their testimony, and they will not leave out any day nor disturb any feasts. 
That's the Enoch calendar, 364 days. That's the calendar given to him by Yah Elohim. Now, you know, I just read in, in the book of Melchizedek, that he was told how to divide the days and nights and all of that. So uh, uh, this this calendar is given to Enoch. So that is the calendar we should be following. Okay, so following this is the statement in the book of Jubilees regarding Yah's prophecy that we would get things confused. Oh, and I should have kept reading. And that's 214. Back to page 214. And I want to read chapter 6, verse 33. But if they do neglect and do not observe them according to his commandment, then they will disturb all their seasons and the years will be dislodged from this order and they will disturb the seasons and the years will be dislodged and they will neglect their ordinances ordinances so he's saying here in verse 34 that it's going to be all confusion if you don't keep a 364 day calendar there's going to be confusion and you're going to get the the even the ordinances that's the feasts that's the Moadims, that's the Moads, they're all the same thing. They're just using a different word. Feast, Moadids, all of this. So we've gotten it confused. I tell you, these books that I spoke on in my Truth and Life Bible study series in March of this year, you should go back and listen to these. Uh, these apocryphal, missing, and lost books, the tablets and scrolls answer questions. They fill in gaps that seem to have been left out of the 66 books, and they bring completion. They draw it all in. They fill in holes. Hallelujah. Holes that were left for such a time as this, for such a people that are left right now. Israel, this Israel, not our ancestors, but us. So go back and listen if you're interested for more details to our 114379 access code on TalkShoe. That's our Truth and Life Bible study. And I did uh, uh, a study on the apocryphal books and the missing books and the lost books that were taken out. There were some books that were taken out of the 66. So there are more than 66 books. They've been hidden from you or they are missing or they've been held for such a time as this. Go back and listen to that series. I think it's four parts. And I did that in March. Uh, Jubilees chapter 66 uh, says that in verse 33, but if they do neglect and do not observe them according to his commandment, then they will disturb all their seasons and the years will be dislodged from this order. And they will disturb the seasons and the years will be dislodged and they will neglect their ordinances. So who is the most high referring to when he says they? He's talking about his people. He's talking about Israel. The people who scribe these books for his people. He's talking about 
his people who lost knowledge of these feasts and days and are now trying to, like blind men, stretch out their arms and hands, feeling for, searching in the dark to turn on the light so they can find the truth. We all out here looking for the truth. That's all we looking for. Because we know deep inside we've been lied to. Hallelujah. We know something was left out because our spirit goes into a halt. Wait a minute. Where's the rest of it? It's something missing. And I've been saying that since I was a little girl. And he couldn't even read the Bible. It's something missing. It's something missing in what you just said. That we passed on. It was passed on to us and that we passed on to our children. It's something missing. So the chosen of Yah are waking up with a knowing that there is something we should be doing. Looking for the books that take us to this truth. Uh, the Bible talks about the third of four great wars is happening right now. And I say the Bible because there are more books to the Bible than those 66 books. So I include those books that were missing and lost as Bible. So the third of four great wars is happening right now in another dimension in the Ruach. The first great war was called the war in heaven. You've heard about that one. Fought among the watchers over the created purpose of the earth. The second great war was against the vision of Israel. And now the third great war, which we are in right now, was a war against the truth. Our holy angels are fighting to get these books to us so that we can have access to the truth. Hallelujah. I warned them in our Truth and Life Bible study as I was teaching on the lost and the missing books that they were going to start hearing me say things that I've never uh, that they've never heard before. And I warned them to get these books so they could keep up with where our Ruach Hakadosh is taking me because I can't stay back with you anymore. I can't keep calling him Jesus. I've got to call him by his name, Yahushua. Hallelujah. Hamashiach. Mashiach. I got to call him by his name. His name wasn't Jesus. There wasn't even a J back then when he walked the earth. I'm running with him. I'm freely going where Yah is leading and guiding me, where the Ruach Hakadash is taking me. And right now, it's into all truth. So I advise you to do the same. This is another reason I'm leaving Facebook. I can't keep talking what I used to talk. I can't keep saying what I used to say and what I used to teach. That's old. We're moving on. Oh, it's not that it wasn't true. Oh, what I told you was true. But where we're going from here, we got to pick up your tent, get your stuff together, and move with y'all. Get some of these books that Yah's unveiling to us that you have not read before, that were hidden from us when they were removed, uh, when they were removed from among those 66 books. Books that you were told were, were witchcraft and cult, cultish. 
books and scrolls that were purposely held back until this end time hour. See, there were some that would take it out so that you wouldn't know the truth, so that you wouldn't understand who you were, so that you wouldn't be able to make the connections. Well, those were wickedly and purposely removed. However, there were some books uh, as they were written by and, and, and uh, transcribed by the scribes were told to put them away, hide them until the end of days. No more Jesus coming out of my mouth. No, no, no more Yahushua Jesus coming out of my mouth. His name is Yahushua. And if you don't know that, you need to get one of these books. I'm trying like I don't know what to stop saying God. And replacing that word with his name, Yahuwah Elohim, the Most High, El Shaddai, the Ancient of Days. Hey, I, he's got a name. I want to call him by his name. He's not a God. That's not equal to him. That's none. He don't have no rivals. Learn his name. Or you can't go where I'm going. Because I ain't got no sugar today. Hallelujah. There's anointing on this word and I'm not trying to change it. I'm going to, I'm not going to be here much longer. I know this already. I have a work to finish my creative purpose to fulfill. And when that's done, I'm going to be at the right hand of the father in heaven. I already know that. And well, let me get back on track. So I went everywhere seeking out the truth about these dates. When we're talking about the unleavened, the feast of unleavened bread and Passover, I went everywhere looking for these dates, getting the truth, trying to find the truth. Just wanted somebody to tell me, oh yeah, it's such and such date, but nobody would tell me what they're thinking because everybody have to try find the truth on their own. So I kept getting different opinions from leaders I know that know the word. Like the back of the hand. I just asked when exactly the Feast of Unleavened Bread truly is this year. Just tell me so I know what data to acknowledge it. I just want to know what data observes. So can you just throw me down a date? But remember, we got off. And it continues to say in the scriptures here in Jubilees chapter 6, when exactly that was that we made the error. Following after, it says, those who say they are Jews but are not. We have been purposely thrown off. We've been purposely told untruth. Because what did it matter to them? It say they are Jews, but they are not. It's late now. And we don't have much time to be shucking and jiving, as they used to say back in the day when I was a little girl. Growing up in the countryside of Tennessee, we don't have time to play. These books were not written for them. Therefore, they didn't know how to count the days. They didn't have the secret password. Have you ever tried to uh, quiet a crying baby? You can hand that baby yelling and screaming to everybody in the house. But until you hand that baby to the right person, which would be either the mother, the father, or another family, close family member, sister, brother, who knows that child and how to calm him down, hallelujah, that's the same way with these books. They are set aside 
in some places it says for the end times, at end of days, the last days. In other places it says for the wise. There are only some people that are able to calm this baby down and find out the right dates so that we can get back on track so the true watchman can sound the shofar on the right day at sundown. So we continue to look at the apocryphal book of Jubilees in chapter six, this time in verse 34. And you'll see they confirmed as a Hebrew uh, Israelites, Jubilees chapter six, verse 34. And all the children of Yisrael will forget and will not find the path of the years. And we'll forget the new moons. That's Jubilees, chapter 6, 34. And we'll forget the new moons and seasons and Shabbat. And they will go wrong as to all the order of the years. They're going to be all thrown off because you elected to go by the Gregorian calendar of 365 days rather than the Enochian calendar, Yah's calendar, LOM's calendar of 364 days. You see, I told my Truth and Life Bible study group that I can back up whatever I put out there for your understanding because I come not with my own wisdom and knowledge and understanding, but with that of our most high Yahuwah Elohim. What is this Shabbat that I keep mentioning in verse 34? Shabbat, S-H-A-B-B-A-O-T-H refers to our culture, our spiritual nature, what makes Yah's chosen Israel. Those are his chosen people. Those are the people that wrote these, these books. Those are the people these books are written for. I, You see, I like to break it down for you. That's how I teach. I take you back to the origin of a thing because I'm not the foundation of nothing. Hallelujah. Now, verse 35, it says, for I know and from henceforth will I declare it unto you. And it is not of my own devising. For the sefer lies written before me and on the heavenly tables the division of days is ordained. Now, where do we see division of days outlined? Well, we found them in the seven divisions of the earth in the book of remembrance of our ancient grandmothers on page 390. And we found the seven joinings of the earth in that same book and same page. The second declarations, the seven declarations of truth, the book of remembrance of Melchizedek, chapter three, page 551. So I'm pretty sure the division of days is in there somewhere. I won't stop searching until I find it. I'm pretty sure it is. I did uh, contact um, uh, Apostle Carlos Baraka. Lewis uh, to see if she knew, but she has been extremely busy and, I, and with everything that's going on, celebrating the new year and all of that too. So uh, we've been, we have not been able back in contact in a little while. So when we get back in contact, I'm sure she'll be able to tell me where I can find uh, the seven, uh, no, the division of days. 
I'm sure it's in there. The, the one thing about these books, they don't have a, I, I can sometimes go into with the King James or the NIV or whatever. I can go into my Bible, uh, blueletterbible.com and just search out a sentence or search out a word and it will bring up uh, choices. But I, I don't have a place where I can search division of days in the book of uh, remembrance. So um, I don't think. Uh, I might try that uh, because I know that the the books of remembrance are uh, in uh, accessible in uh, online. So thirty five continues for I know and from henceforth will I declare it unto you and it is not for my own devising for the sea for lies written before me and on the heavenly tablets tables. The division of days is ordained, excuse me, lest they forget the feast of the covenant. Now, what are the covenant feasts? We're in one. We're getting ready to go right into one right now. Passover and the feast of unleavened bread. But that we got two dates for them. And walk according to the feast of the other people. It says that in verse 35. The feast of the uh, walk according to the feast of the other people after their error and after their ignorance. That's what it says. Oh my goodness. Who are these other people? Could they be them who say they are Jews but are not? That are referred to in Revelation chapter 2 and 9 and 3 and 9? Oh, he's revealing and unveiling, exposing in this end time hour. They don't look nothing like the Hebrew Israelites depicted in the Torah in Deuteronomy 28, 29, and 30, or Psalms 83. Let's move on. They say they are Jews, but they are not. Verse 36. For there will be those who will assuredly make observation of the moon, how it disturbs the seasons and comes in from year to year, 10 days too soon. We're letting a beaver, some kind of rat, determine when winter is over uh, and how long before spring and daylight saving time to shorten or lengthen our days when Yah has already set the order. Do you realize this happened in, no, I'm pretty sure you don't. Do you know that this happened in September 2018? We got everything confused regarding uh, Rosh Hashanah. We were thinking that Rosh Hashanah was September 9th through 11th, 2018 now. Some people were observing that date. And we had to stop and wait until October 10th through 11th. Somebody, <laughs> I remember, called it the October surprise. We were so messed up in the fall advent, and here we are again. Because something wasn't right according to the scriptures. And it all happened because Passover of 2018 got off season. Uh, that was the year that I think Easter, I think when I was still celebrating Easter, didn't know Easter wasn't, was, was a pagan holiday. Uh, that's when Easter came before Passover. Easter is resurrection. So our resurrection, 
so-called resurrection, cloaking as resurrection. Uh, so how does resurrection happen before Passover? So it was all a mess at Passover of 2018. Verse 37 says, for this reason, the years will come upon them when they will disturb the order and make an abominable day the day of testimony. Did I say Easter is a, Easter is a, 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 a pagan holiday? Make an abominable day the day of testimony and an unclean day, a feast day. An unclean day. It's saying we're going to get it all mixed up because we're all mixed up in the head regarding, first of all, who we are. Hallelujah. And secondly, we're supposed to be in charge of these days, protecting them as we are supposed to be protecting the word of Yah, keeping up with them perpetually. These are not temporary feasts, and we treated them as such to a point that we even let somebody else tell us those days, those feast days were no longer. Why are we so gullible? Stiff-necked and gullible? How can you be both? You see, something happened to us in our bondage that second time around. You see, um, Psalms 83 describes it well. It says, our enemy hated us and attempted to destroy not only our name, but our entire nation, the nation of Israelites, the nation of Israel. And it almost accomplished what it set out to do. We were separated from one another, and those who couldn't conform were slaughtered or hung or tossed in the ocean out of ships, headed this way and that to their bondage. Our children became alligator bait and they were raped and beaten. But yeah, but yeah, like in the days of the bondage of our ancestors in Egypt, but yeah, had a plan already in place. But we got what we deserved because of our own idolatry and sin. Not keeping the feces not honoring the holy days, getting all up into the Egyptians' business that wasn't our own, became paganistic. He had a plan for them, and he still had a plan for us, for his chosen in this end time hour. We are they. We the Hebrews that fell asleep during our bondage, fell asleep in our knowledge and power and authority, and there was a penalty already proclaimed for our lack of knowledge, for our stiff neck ways, for our rebellion, for our idolatry, all of that. There was a penalty. So the Most High is explaining to us why and how everything is so confused right now. Let me read that once again. Verse 37, we're looking at... Uh, Jubilees chapter 6 verse 37 for this reason the years will come upon them when they will disturb the order and make an abominable day the day of testimony and an unclean day a feast day and they will confound all the days the holy with the unclean do you remember uh, I've already talked about this but let me let me explain it again and it was either last year or the year before. I don't think it was last year. 
And it could have been the 2018 that I was talking about. Easter, the, the pagan holiday, Easter, and our holy day, Passover and Pentecost, all ran into each other. Easter, we know is a hot pagan holiday, but it somehow overlapped with Passover. And just started messing everything up. Actually, as I recall, without looking back for confirmation, Easter, which cloaks as the resurrection, happened before Passover. Because you need to read my book. Lord, hallelujah. I tell you what Easter is. I tell you what the painting of Easter eggs represents. I tell you uh, what, what, what it's all about. It's unclean. It's unholy. It's paganistic. Easter was happening before Yahushua died and rose again. It was already going on, so it had nothing to do with him. The pagan holiday Easter are overlapping, being observed on the same day, just as this word proclaims this year, today in 2022. Just as unleavened bread is coming before Passover this year for some, because they're putting unleavened bread. They had unleavened bread last week. Or is it this week? The fifth? Today's night. The week of the fifth. They they observed the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And the pagan holiday of Easter are overlapping, being observed on the same day. I think Easter is not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. And that's falling on that Easter and Passover are happening at the same time. Next week. How can it be that we're still in error? Verse 37 continues, and they will confound all the days, the holy with the unclean, and the unclean day with the holy, for they will go wrong as to the months. Remember I told you, uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah, we thought was in September, but it ended up being in October. They will go wrong as to the months, and Shabbos, and feasts, and jubilees. For the for this reason, I command and testify to you that you may testify to them. For after your death, your children will disturb them so that they will not make the year 364 days only. There's where the, the crime is. There's where the mess up is. You won't make the year, the calendar year, 364 days only. And for this reason, they will go wrong as to the new moons and seasons and Shabbat and feasts. And they will eat all kinds of blood and all kinds of flesh. Not only do you have the calendar wrong, you're, eating, you're still eating stuff you ain't supposed to be eating. He told you what you can eat. But you have made excuses and, and justified and compromised shrimp and everything else and blood, whatever else that you're eating that's uncooked. We're still a stiff-necked people. Keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. It's time to come together and stop following after those who are intentionally attempting to lead you astray. They do it on purpose, and you're letting them. We have to do our own research. Read for ourselves. Search out the origin of a thing, and don't, don't stop searching until you found it. 
Leviticus chapter 23 tells us this month shall mark for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first of the month of the year for you. That is also in Exodus 12 and 2. Uh, Exodus 12 and 18, Joshua 4 and 19, 2 Chronicles 35 and 1. Jubilee 6 and 23 uh, tells us specifically that in verse 23, and the new moon of the first month and the new moon of the fourth month, listen, the new moon, new moon is what you should be looking at. The new moon of the first month and the new moon of the fourth month and the new moon of the seventh month and the new moon of the 10th month are the days of remembrance. And the days of the seasons in the four divisions of the year. That's our spring, summer, fall, and winter. These are written and ordained as a testimony forever. And as we continue to read, it is explained to us, the chosen of Yah, why these particular months. So, I don't know. I uh, is this the same book? Yep. Okay. So we we're, we're, we're going to back up a little bit. We're going to go back to verse twenty four, and we're going to get a better understanding. Verse twenty four says, "And Noah ordained them for himself as feasts for the generations forever." Twenty five, so that they may have become thereby a memorial unto him. And on the new moon of the first month, he was hidden to make for himself an ark. And on that day, the earth became dry and he opened the ark and saw the earth. And 26 says, on, on the new moon of the fourth month, the mouths of the depths of the abyss beneath were closed. See, things happened on these new moons back then, before the flood and after the flood. And on the new moon of the seventh month, all the mouths of the abysses of the earth were opened and the waters began to descend into them. Be listening. And on the new moon of the 10th month, the tops of the mountains were seen, and Noah was glad. And on this account, he ordained them for himself as feasts for a memorial forever, and thus they are ordained. And they placed them on the heavenly tablets. Each had 13 weeks. From one another past their memorial from the first to the second from the second to the third and from the third to the fourth nothing in between no pagan holidays no easter no halloween no christmas none of that boy it says plainly from the first to the second and from the second to the third from the third to the fourth 13 weeks in between each one of those 13 weeks Four times 13? I think it's 52. 52 weeks. 
and all of the days of the commandment will be two and 50 weeks of days, 52 weeks in the year. And this is how it's counted. See, the, the name, the, the title of this series, I hope it's not a series, is Counting of Days. So we're, we're, teach, we're showing you right here how the days were counted in a year. And who designed this and why it was devised. What it's based off of, the calendar year. So that the memorials don't get off. 52 weeks in a year. And these will make the entire year complete. Thus, it is engraven and ordained on the heavenly tablets. Number 31. And there is no neglecting this commandment for a single year or from year to year. It's just not done. You don't neglect this. So, and this is where we picked up when we started the conversation tonight. There are 364 days in the year, 52 weeks in a year. And there are feasts and memorials that we have been commanded to observe perpetually. That means without end. So I don't care what Pope tells you that feasts and memorials are, are out. You better believe what the word says. You better stand on the word of Yah. And we and because we, we referring to the chosen of Yah, the Hebrew Israelites, did not observe the days and the new moons correctly. This is why everything is going awry. It's our fault. All of this is our fault. We were enslaved. It's our fault. It's our fault. We were under a curse. We put ourselves there. Our, our ancestors put us there by being stiff-necked people, disobedient and rebellious. So let's start again from the perspective of the era. Because in the beginning, I said there were error in the spring feast. So as we see in this word, the era we are faced with right now today showed up as the word said he would said it would in the spring feast in the Passover. And it was reflected in the dates of Rosh Hashanah in the fall feast that followed. And let's say it all caught up with itself in 2018. It could have happened before then, but when I recognized it, it was in 2018. So how does the word tell us we're to know that first feast, that feast of Pas Passover in the first? How do we know? When it's Passover, Deuteronomy 16 and 1 gives us our first month of the Abib, the new year. Abib is a new year. And it says, Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 4, verse 1, observe the month of Abib and keep the Passover unto the Lord thy God. For in the month of Abib, the Hamishiach, thy uh, most high, brought thee forth out of Egypt by night. Did you know that? I saw the movie. They left in the morning. <laughs> oh, Lord. Let me read that again. Observe the month of Abib and keep the Passover unto the Lord thy, thy Yah. For in the month of Abib, the Hamishiach, thy most high brought thee forth out of Egypt by night. 
everything we hear. Read it for yourself. Pick up your own book. Read it for yourself. Find out the truth. It was not daytime when they left. It was night. Thou shalt therefore sacrifice the Passover unto the Lord thy God, thy most high, of the flock and the herd in the place where the Hamishiach shall choose to place his name there. Thou shalt eat no leavened bread with it. Seven days shalt thou eat unleavened bread. You gonna get you gonna put bread in your house next week? You gonna be stiff necked? Ignorant? Following after ignorant people? Seven days shalt thou eat unleavened bread. Therewith, even the bread of affliction is called the bread, the bread of affliction. For thou came forth out of the land of Egypt. There's a, a reflection. Everything is a memorial. He used stones as a memorial. He's using the bread to remind you of the bread of affliction. That came forth out of the land of Egypt in haste, that thou mayest remember the day when thou camest forth out of the land of Egypt all the days of your life. He's just not talking about one man's life. He's talking about the life of Israel. We are connected. We're connected to our ancestors. That's why we still feel the pain of, of bondage. That's why we still suffer. We're still connected to that curse. When the Egyptians walked through the wilderness, they were feel, still feeling the affliction. Those 40 years in, in the wilderness, even though they were no longer in bondage, that the, the chains were broken, they had been set free, but they were still feeling it. Verse four, and there shall be no leavened bread seen with thee in all thy coast seven days. Neither shall there anything of the flesh without sacrifice the first day. Remember how they had to eat all of that lamb or burn it? They had to get rid of it. They couldn't bring it with them. They couldn't have leftovers of that meat. They had to eat it all. And there shall be no leavened bread seen with thee in all thy coast seven days. Neither shall there be anything of the flesh which thou sacrificed the first day at evening remain all night into the morning. You couldn't have it in the morning. It couldn't be there. Here's how we are to count these days, even from there to the Pentecost. If they are off, if they are off everything after them is off. If Pentecost is off, if it's those 50 days are off, Rosh Hashanah is going to be off. Sukkot is going to be off. Everything's off. Exodus chapter 12, verses 1 through 3 says, And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. That's verse 2 says, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. So the first month of the year sounds like Happy New Year to me. Remember he talked before about a bib? Happy New Year. Speak, verse 3, speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day, 
of this month, in that first month, the 10th day of the first month of Abib, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. So if you didn't have enough people in the house for the size of your lamb, you were supposed to go get your neighbor and bring him in. I talked about that last year. See, we, we talked about this last year, but we weren't talking about the calendar at that time. So right now, before Passover, before Unleavened Bread, we're talking about how to get all this in sync. So the new moon, the new moon, not the full moon, not the quarter moon, the new moon would designate our beginning of month and day number one. Happy New Year. Well, Exodus 12, 2 tells us that this is the first month of the year for you. The new year is no longer Rosh Hashanah. We got that one messed up too. Because we're falling after people who say they're Jews and are not. They don't have a password. They don't have a key. We the key. We the key. Hallelujah. We the key. Hallelujah. Whew. Following after those that call themselves Jews, but are not. Revelation 2 and 9 and 3 and 9. Exodus chapter 12, 6 through 9 says, verse 6, and it shall keep, and you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. So he told them to get a lamb on the 10th day. But keep it until the 14th day of the same month. The 14th day is important. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Sound like Passover to me. And they shall take the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. 14th day. After day one. After that 10th day, four more days. The 14th day. Verse 8, and they shall eat the flesh in that night, roasted with fire and unleavened bread. That's when the unleavened bread starts. Passover. With bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Eat none of it raw, nor sodden at all with water. Don't boil it. You're supposed to roast it. Not sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head and his legs with the pertinence thereof. So we see that on the 10th day, they're told to hold the lamb until the 14th day, which is the Passover, the day the lamb is sacrificed. And in verse 6, it tells them that to do what to do on the 14th day, which is the day of Passover. So according to um, Google search, I went there to www.calendar-365.com. I found out that the new moon this year was March 31st, 2022. So March 31st, April 1st. So March 31st, I got the whole list right here of the new moons for the year. So April 1st plus 14 days is sundown April 15th. We began honoring Passover, Peshach, 
a holy assembly. And that day following is day one of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, lasting seven days through April 23rd, a holy assembly. See, I'm helping you because I'm a watchman. And I can't let something go. I got to keep looking over that horizon until I see exactly what it is. And it's April 15th. It's Passover at sundown. And April 16th through the 23rd is Feast of Unleavened Bread. And on the eighth day, which is first fruits, falls on the 26th of Abib. That's the day Yahusha presented himself as a first fruit that fall on the eighth day after he rose from the dead. I don't know why that says the 26th. If the 23rd is the seventh day, then it seems like the eighth day is the 24th. So I'm going to look into that. John chapter 20, verse 17 and 26 through 27 says, Yeshua said to her, Don't touch me, for I haven't yet ascended to my father. But go to my brothers and tell them I'm ascending to my father and your father to my God, my uh, Yahuwah, and your, uh, Yahuwah, and your Elohim. 26 and 27 says, after eight days, again, his Talmudim, which is his disciples, were inside. And Thomas was with them. Yahushua came. The doors began locked and stood in the midst and said, now the doors were locked and he came in. He did not unlock the door. He didn't have no key. Shalom be to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach Hear your finger and see my hands. Reach here your hand and put it into my side. Don't be unbelieving, but believing. And then the Pentecost. And then the Pentecost. I truly hope you got something out of this word today. And if you didn't, I say to you, go and write it down. Write every scripture that I spoke. Go and listen to this podcast recording and write these scriptures down. Go and see it for yourself so you can get the rain of revelation. Because here, we see what Yahushua did for us. How well planned out it was. All the way back to the Exodus. Oh, Lord, all the way back to the Exodus. The Passover, it wasn't nonchalantly just laid out there and say, I think I'll do it like this. Yahuwah, the Most High, had a plan. Don't you know every plan he has is going to come to be? Everything that he has said, everything that he has spoken, it's going to come to be. It's going to come to pass. Not a dot nor a tittle will fall to the ground. Ha! 
that he thought about me way back then. He thought about how he was going to use Joshua. No matter how stiff-necked and ugly and, and unrighteous and, and, and unclean. That's why he said he's coming back for his bride. He got to clean her up. He the one joining. You can't clean yourself. Hallelujah. Repent every day. Get yourself right. Make up your mind. Make up your own mind. Make a choice. Make some right choices. Ooh. Oh, Father God, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. Oh, Lord God, for the anointing on your word tonight, Lord. Oh, most high, y'all. I thank you for the anointing on your word tonight. I thank you. Oh, Lord, I already know, Lord God, that every seed planted tonight, hallelujah, has been planted in good ground. Oh, yeah, everyone at the sound of my voice, whether on the live call or on the recording, Lord God, receive this word tonight, Lord God. Woo! And they receive the rain of revelation, Lord God. Woo! As a fertilizer. Hallelujah for this seed. Oh, I thank you, Father. Oh, you're wonderful, you're grateful, gracious, you're merciful. Oh, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the word that you planted, oh, Lord God, in me. Oh, Lord God, that is spilling forth right now to your people. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, let their ears be open, Lord God, to hear the sound of the shofar that is going off right now, Lord God. They are 364 days in a year. Hallelujah. Get back on track, hallelujah, with Passover this year. Get back on track, hallelujah, by observing the right day, the right time, according to the new moon. Oh, Lord, thank you, Lord God. Oh, Lord, for breaking it down to us, Lord. Oh, I thank you that you love us so much, Lord God, that you took us to the origin of the thing. Why 364 days? Why 13 days in between? One to the second, second to the third, third to the fourth. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. Help us, Lord, to walk into obedience to your word, Lord. Help us to observe the feast, Lord God. Not just, not just notice them, not just acknowledge them, oh Lord God, but to, to participate, to respect, to respect them for the holy days that they are. Oh Lord, let us come together next week, Lord God, to a holy assembly, Lord God. That we may come together, Lord God, and worship you for this Passover. Oh, yeah. Our ancestors, Lord God, they're your wife. Oh, Father, I thank you that we're the, we're the bride of the groom that's coming back for us, Lord. Oh, Lord, thank you, Lord God, for understanding that we can finally bring it all together. The puzzle pieces are coming together. The missing pieces, Lord God, are being placed in right order, in right time. Hallelujah. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.